You are listening to episode 48 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. I originally had a different episode on my launch calendar for today, but decided to do a last-minute solo episode. I find myself more willing to open up and share through these episodes the more I do them. This just proves that confidence is built through repetition. Speaking of repetition, this week's episode has been brought on by a repeating topic that has been ever so present in my life and probably even yours for the past few weeks, and that's letting go. I don't want to give too much away, so I think we should just go right ahead and do the dang thing. You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey everyone, it's Lauren Smith. Welcome back to another solo episode. I know I promise these at least once a month, and you've already gotten your solo dose for this month, but... What can I say? You're getting hit with another one. If you've listened to at least a handful of the Mind Biz Life podcast episodes, you probably know by now that I am pretty tuned in spiritually. I really am a that's such a sign type of person. And while I know some people don't believe in signs, I personally believe that the universe, God, and our guardian angels are always delivering signs to help us navigate this thing called life. In addition to this, you likely already know that I follow things such as astrology and numerology. We've had podcast episodes on both of these topics, the numerology podcast with my go-to expert Felicia Bender and a astrology episode touching on Mercury retrograde with astrologist Natalie Weinstein. I'm also inviting another astrologist onto the podcast and that episode will air in August. While I am not in any means any sense at all an astrologist. I do use it as a life tool on the regular. Astrology is way deeper than someone asking, so what's your sign? (laughs) Astrology is really a study of the influence that distant cosmic objects, such as the stars, planets, sun, and moon have on human lives. And yes, while it may be considered pseudoscience to some, it has yet to steer me wrong in any shape or form. In fact, since following it, I actually feel more equipped for different life events. For instance, did you know that we currently have five planets in retrograde and on August 21st, a sixth will go into retrograde? According to the Farmer's Almanac, the term retrograde comes from the Latin word retrogradus, which literally means backward step. As the name suggests, a retrograde is when a planet appears to go backward in orbit as viewed from Earth. Astronomers refer to this as an apparent retrograde motion because it is an optical illusion that the planet is rotating backwards. Planets go in retrograde often, some more than others, but to have five planets in retrograde at the same time, it's quite insane, to be honest. That's because each planet is believed to impact and influence a particular part of our lives. So when they spin backwards, you know, illusion, they spin backwards, it really messes with us. Most people actually hear about Mercury retrograde the most. And Mercury controls things like technology, travel, and communication. 
And because Mercury goes retrograde three times a year, we feel the physical struggle of MRX frequently. And yes, Mercury is currently one of those five planets that is retrograde right now. We also have Pluto retrograde, which is affecting us on a subconscious level. And that's making sure that we are pushing through different types of blocks. Like other retrogrades, Neptune retrograde offers the chance to reflect, but this time it's on one's spirituality. And speaking of reflection, Jupiter retrograde brings us reflection and growth. And Saturn retrograde, which ends on September 18th, will ultimately help sort out karmic depths and give you an opportunity to rise to the occasion. See, it's not all bad things, okay? But I always have to laugh when my friends and family text me and say something like, okay, so what's going on with the planets now? (laughs) Because you just know that things are shifting and happening in their lives and they're feeling it. And let me tell you, it's happened a lot this summer. There has been a lot going on in the universe. And on top of all of that, A few weeks ago, we had a solar eclipse on the same day that we have a new moon. And yesterday, July 16th, we had a full buck moon and a partial lunar eclipse. Eclipses always arrive in pairs, and they coincide with the new moon and full moons as a solar and lunar eclipse, respectively. In astrology, it's believed that with all eclipses, something ends and something else begins. If you're unaware... Each month's full moon has a different traditional name. And reverting back to that good old farmer's almanac, the buck moon, or also called the thunder moon, is called that because it coincides with the time of year that a buck's antlers are full grown and thunderstorms are very frequent. Of course, full moons are also a time for completion and it's a great, I cannot stress this enough, a great time to release. The way I've learned to understand lunar eclipses is that they supercharge the full moon energy, which again is about release. I know I just hit you with a lot of information and what, a five, four or five minute time period, (laughs) but regardless if you believe in astrology or any of this woo-woo stuff, we can take this information and still focus on the energy that seems to be engulfing many, and that is the energy of letting go. Letting go has a strong emphasis on surrender. Whenever someone comes to me for advice and it revolves around letting go of something, I tell them that there is power in surrendering. My good friend, spiritual mentor, and frequent podcast guest, Shereel Turner, once expressed that when you don't surrender when you should, you'll feel as if you're being dragged. Her analogy was like holding on to a bumper of a car. When the car starts up and you know the person is is about to start driving away, you should let go of the car bumper that you're holding on to. And you know, you can start waving, goodbye, have a great time, right? You're in control of that situation. But if you hold on to that bumper, you're going to get dragged. And when you get dragged, you get beat up, you get more hurt. Overall, it's really damaging, right? So when we're put in these situations where we're forced with the choice of either holding on or letting go, it actually becomes less about logic and more about feeling. So if you're feeling like you're being dragged, does it hurt? Are you fed up? Do you deserve or want better? 
Or are you surrendering? This is not to say that surrendering doesn't hurt, but surrendering gives you more control of the situation and the overall outcome of that situation. So I want you to kind of think about right now in this moment, what it is that you need to let go of. Is it a relationship, a habit, a toxic person in your life, or is it something like releasing part of your past or even releasing limiting beliefs? Whatever it is, the energy is supporting you and will continue to support you for the next mm, about six months. And yeah, you heard that right. It takes about six months to complete the eclipse energy. Last week, I traveled to Virginia to drop off my oldest daughter at church camp. And the week I was there, I can't even describe how many people, I'm talking friends and family, were going through life-altering phases. Some were ending relationships, some moving out of homes they have lived in for years and years and years, others parting with objects that have brought them a sense of security or a peace of mind, other knowing that they need a job transition, and some were dealing with death and loss. And some of these people were just going through battles that I was completely unaware of. And that showed me that we all have a tendency to hide when we're hurting. I think... I fall into the category of letting go of things I've been chained to for years as I've surrendered to the fact that I need to let go of my home. I know it sounds so crazy, but my house has been full of headaches and problems and they increase as the years go on. And if I'm being quite honest with you, they increase now as like the days go on. It's that frequent. I am not a homeowner. I have rented the same home for over seven years. At first, it was great. Inexpensive rent, cute house, no real problems, perfect size. But even in the beginning, I ignored a red flag that has come to haunt us over the past seven years. Within weeks of moving in, we noticed that the water was unusually hard. Now, we are on a well. This is Florida. Hard water is really what you get. So, But it kind of started with the never being able to use the dishwasher. It would turn all of our dishes white when, when they would go to dry. And before you say, oh, they have products for that, trust me, tried them, didn't work. So um, in the past seven years, that hard water has progressed to appliances rusting apart and the bathtub staining really easily. And swear, I cannot even dye my hair blonde anymore. I am a natural brunette, or as like my mom likes to call it, mousy brown, um, because it would turn my hair orange. No joke. So the landlord acknowledged that the water softener doesn't work, but it's yet to be fixed. Three or maybe it's even been four years now, um, the air conditioning went out over the 4th of July weekend and it led to water damaged floors because the air conditioning unit leaked. There was water all over the living room floors, hallway, and even one bedroom. And all of those floors are completely ruined. Three, four years later, those floors are still not fixed. It drives me mentally crazy every time I see it. So the week of the solar eclipse, just a few weeks ago, my entire bedroom flooded. 
I am not kidding. After I took a bath, which is a very frequent part of my bedtime routine, I drained the bathtub and went out into the living room. Next thing I know, my daughter Callie comes running out. She's like, Mama, there's water all over your floor. I really thought like I had just got out of the tub and maybe stepped with wet feet or something on my floor until we go back and literally water all over my floor. See, when I had drained the bathtub, it's the tub water started coming out of the toilet. So it flooded my bathroom and my bedroom, ruined my bed, and yet again, we have now even more water damaged floors in another piece of the house, my bedroom. So it was determined that the septic needed pumped. They come out um, and they pump the septic. Everything seemed fine until Last week, when I was out of town, I got work that both bathrooms flooded again. And the problem now is that there really just needs to be a new septic tank put in and I think even a new drain field because rainwater is actually filling up the septic tank, causing a blockage, and every time it rains a lot and we use the water, it will back up into the house. And get this, the landlord suggested that we, quote unquote, go easy on the water. So no update on when that will be fixed. So knowing the energy that's kind of surrounding us, five plants in retrograde, eclipses, which means ending something, starting something new, the flooding didn't really even stress me out. And maybe it because I wasn't physically home to deal with it, but I really just think that was my final breaking point of surrender. I thought to myself, this house will literally get destroyed by water if I don't get out of it. And if you're sitting there wondering why I haven't moved before, well, guys, I'm just as human as anyone. I have done my fair share of making up a thousand and one excuses. The rent has only been raised twice in the seven years that we've been here. It is also still extremely low in price compared to any other house this size in the area. It's also only five minutes away from my kids' school. And because my children attend a choice school, we have to drive them every day. So there's no school bus. I just pop them on. So a short commute for a work-from-home mama is really amazing. Also, I have yet to see a house in this area with the privacy that this house has. The backyard is wooded, and not to mention for years, we have had a residential gopher tortoise who visits us like nearly daily. He helps keep our grass cut by eating it, and he eats all of our fruits and veggies that we have left over. It's also the only home that my daughter Callie has ever known. It really does hold a lot of memories and good times. But lately, it's been more stress and negative energy. Since I work from home, I'm sure you can really imagine how that negative energy is impacting me on a real level. I'm here every day in a house that just doesn't feel good to me anymore. I could continue to sit here and make excuses and continue to get dragged down by this house, or I can step back, surrender, get real, and come up with a new game plan. I'm going to do the latter. I've also had to let go of things that have been set in place for a long time, like letting go of the bank that I have banked with for 13 years. I've also been working hard to release limiting beliefs that have been destructive, everything from money blocks to relationship beliefs. I'm becoming 
more aware of what triggers me and getting down to the core of what triggers me. I have also basically released my business fully. It's about 90% dissolved. And when I tell people that, they always say, oh, you're brave. Like, what are you doing now? And I'm, I just say, I don't really know. I've just released a lot of things in my life that I didn't like to make room for whatever good things are coming my way. And as I sat down to record this episode, I looked over and saw that my book, Mindful Love, was sitting on my desk. And you might say, oh, it's always sitting there, but it's not. It's really not. Um, Typically, nothing is on my desk other than the computer and the microphone when I record. So I just picked it up. And it's been a long time since I've picked up the book and looked through it. I opened it up to a random page before recording, and I couldn't help but feel that the words that I I once wrote many moons ago actually enhance the message for this episode. So I wanted to share them with you because I love that these two thought nuggets were on neighboring pages. Page 68 reads, set boundaries, recover, rebuild, rise, crush it. And page 69 reads, today I will cleanse my life of the negative energy that is depleting me. Think, Think on those two. Like, They really do go together. If you're feeling like you're being dragged, take a step back. Become mindful to the situation, to your reactions, to your choices, to how something makes you feel. If it doesn't feel good, surrender and release. You've got to let go to grow. If you're going through some life transitions and you need some guidance navigating these murky waters, I invite you to join me for private mentoring. I know that part of my purpose is to help others reach a level of transformation that acts as a positive catalyst in all areas of life. If you're ready to make the commitment to master your life and awaken your full potential, head over to laurensmithbiz.com, then click on the mentorship tab for more information. And don't forget to connect with me on my social media at mindbizlife. I've also dropped the episode notes on mindbizlife.com. And when you go to mindbizlife.com, be sure to subscribe to podcast updates. You'll get an email in your inbox once a week to let you know what is upcoming on the podcast. This is truly a season of change, my friends. Embrace it. The long-term ripple effect is going to be substantial. I am always here for you, and I'm always in your corner. I'll see you back here next week for another episode, but until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.